brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey everyone, welcome to another sud segment where good beer meets bad radio. I am your hostess, good old gal Juliana. Did you like that? I'm the boss. I am the boss. You're the boss. Yeah, but you didn't say it in a rather, you know, Brussels kind of way, so... How does one say that in a Brussels kind On of way? Tag, Herr of the I don't think that's think you awesome. need to uh, go back to <laughs> no. class. I think that's German and language class. <laughs> yeah. So don't the don't the people in Belgium speak Swiss or halfway between? <laughs> yes, Swiss they, and Swiss. they speak German with a Swiss accent. Yeah, they German think with you're a right. Swiss accent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I. I I would like to not not get banned from Belgium. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's ban. Let's get banned in the country that has the greatest second greatest beer history. I know, really. Um, Tim, hand me the green beer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, I am your hostess, Good Gal Juliana, and with me today at the table, thank you, is Good Boy Dave. Hey, would you like to buy a monkey? (laughs) (laughs) special belgian monkey okay good old boy kendall welcome back i'm glad i'm here this is a great day to enjoy these beers (laughs) that it is good old boy mike the bad british accent is a free bonus (laughs) (laughs) yeah but see i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do a british accent for people in oh they won't be able to tell yeah (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. Do your, you know what? Do your British accent, and people will probably think you're Belgian. Yeah, yeah. Here's my be- hello, everybody. I'm from Belgium. So. <laughs> Dead on. I was pretty accurate. Thank you. Oh, yes. You're so in trouble. That was my fake British Belgian accent. Wow. Good boy, Tim. Hi, Timmy. Did you not do your homework? <laughs> <laughs> guilty, guilty as charged. Glad yeah. to be here, though. Glad I got my uh, glucose tested before the the Lindemans takeover. W- weren't you weren't you responsible for telling me what Belgians sound like? That was your job. That was your one job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you could pick up on sarcasm. <laughs> have some more green beer. <laughs> well, thank you. May I have another? Wow. Okay, so. Today's episode is a brewery takeover. Yay! Lindemans is a name that we have all seen in every brewery. I mean, in every brewery, listen to me. Every beer store. And I bet most of us have had at least one of their fruited beers over the years. Fruity. If not... At weddings, always. Sure. Before we go any further, though, this Sudsec segment is brought to you by... Do you like stuff... Do you need things? 
Well, come on down to Stuff and Things. We have more stuff than anyone, and our things are so competitively priced. Stuff and Things, Things and Stuff, Stuff, stuff and, and Things and Stuff and Things. And things. Now, now, with, with more, more stuff. stuff. In stereo. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of stereo, good old boy Dave, why don't you twell us a bit about Lindemans? No way. Uh, Can we place bets? <laughs> Because I am betting that he is going to screw up at least half of these big words. Here's the thing. And he put them on the paper, too. I think there'll be more than that. I've been prepping. (laughs) Tim, hand me more green beer. All right. This is not about green beer. From the Lindemans website. Uh, It happens here in Vlesenbeek, an ordinary name, yeah, right, with extraordinary properties. At the heart of Pajotenland. Okay, how do you say it? Say it. Say it. Bahotenland. No, that's horribly wrong. (laughs) Ignorant American. Uh, A very fertile rural area in the outskirts of Brussels, Vlesenbeek, is a small village which has the immense advantage of benefiting from exceptional microflora. That's what they used to call Tim in high school. Our valley air is full of hundreds of characteristic wild yeast, of which the best known are Britannomyces bruxellensis and uh, <laughs> bruxellensis and Britannomyces lambicus. These yeasts are unique. They are they contribute our wealth. Const- <laughs> sorry, they constitute our wealth. Well, they spelled it in Belgian. Sorry. Uh, they constitute our wealth. What makes us special? I know what makes Dave special. Yeah, These here. microorganisms allow us to brew a beer according to an exceptional method. Spontaneous fermentation, also known as natural or wild fermentation. And it goes on and on and on. Well, let me just say a couple of things. Lindemans is a family brewery that has been making beer since 1822. Their website is very well done and interesting. It's kind of creepy because it has all these old pictures of them. Uh, But it's kind of weird to read about them. To make a long story very, very short, they owned a farm, started uh, making beer to occupy the peasants during the winter. That's their words, not mine. (laughs) And then started selling enough beer to the peasants, I guess, so they could stop farming. So they made their fortune off of drunk peasants. Wow. What we all try to attain to. Well, you know, that's the American and Belgian dream. I Apparently it Go is. Go Beak. I like how, <laughs> no, yes, that, that time you said it correct. I said Vlesenbeek the same as no every time I said Vlesenbeek. I like how he is responsible for putting this material together, and then he set them up to fail, <laughs> himself up to fail, you know. Vlesenbeek. Vlesenbeek. Like There's no B. It's like saying no. Without the K. Lesenbeek. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. We offended the people. Sorry, Lesenbeekers. Yeah, that's right. Or Lesenbeekins. It's time to move on. I'm sorry. Really? That's We're going to move on. Let's get out of Why do we always give him the paragraphs to read? Yeah. He's, none of the rest of you. I could have screwed those words up really well. None of the rest of you <laughs> are Speaking willing of screwing to up take words. the scrutiny. <laughs> This is more entertaining. Good old boy, Kendall, would you mind giving us today's lineup? In your best Vlesenbeacon accent. (laughs) (laughs) The Lindemann's beers we'll be tasting and discussing today are the Cuvée René, an Oud Goose Lambic, the Creek, a Cherry Lambic, Cassis, Black Currant Lambic, a Ginger Goose, Frambois, a Raspberry Lambic, Mm. Peche, a Peach Lambic, and Palm. The Apple Lambic. 
Looks like there's some of Mike's favorites in here. Just need a straw and a um, fruit umbrella. (laughs) And a little bit of crushed ice. You'll be Mm -hmm. just fine. Yep. Good old boy, Tim. Would you mind reading us the Suds ratings for today? Of course. We will be discussing and rating these beers with the Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. A one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? That was the green beer. That first one sounded kind of wet. Yeah, it was. Three, ah, what a relief. That wasn't an apple. Usually after Dave's intro, that's what I say. The green Uh, apple (laughs) spiders. Four, a body should really not make that sound, Dave. Uh, uh, uh. Feels good, though. Five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. That was great work, Tim. Oh, thanks. I tried. After your reading, I couldn't have done worse. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Aw, sensitive you, uh, boy. Turn, turn off mic number five. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he stays. Thanks, everyone. He's the kid. <laughs> well, this is an interesting landscape we have in front of us. I mean, uh, dude, uh, these beers, the packaging on them, are have a visual effect of the many colors <laughs> of the rainbow, you know. It's like I want to break into you know. Judy they look Garland classy somewhere over the rainbow in South Dakota. We're just missing a blueberry. Yeah, and then we would be set. That's true. There's no blue foil. They're not all in green, are they? Green bottles. Here, I'll tell you the yes, colors. Yes, no. they are all yeah, in green. Are. We have uh, we have a green yeah, foil, red good. foil, purple foil, gold foil, and tan foil. Yeah, I mean, these, like almost these bottles stand out. I mean, anyone that's been in beer stores, they've You've been seeing these yeah, bottles for is. years. Yep, you've walked by them a hundred times. I feel like this is the the Belgian beer that you find in someone's house that has no idea what Belgian beer is. You know, it just seems like the intro that a lot of people get into lambics. Well, but that's a that's a important step. Well, I think it's. I agree. You, yeah, but you yeah. see that because it is everywhere. You can find Lindemans in probably every beer and liquor store. They're in and they're in Whole Foods. All too. the Whole Foods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a classy tradition. It's a gateway it's, goose. Yeah, and, and it is, gateway you know, goose. so why not? Speaking of that, let us talk about our first beer in flight, which is the Cuvée René. It is one mm. of the jewels of the brewery. With its golden color, its sparkle, and beautiful sherry aromas, it is the queen of the goose. In this I thought that was Mike. <laughs> Well, it's a blend of old and young lambic, which is what a goose is, if you're not sure what that is. And it's been matured in large oak barrels called fooders. It is then then bottled in a beautiful champagne bottle, and a second fermentation will take place. After six months, it obtains a golden color and is slightly carbonated and tart, but kept in a cellar for a few years. It's exceptional. Anyways, okay. the use of a champagne bottle dates back to an uncertain time period when Lambic Brewers specialized in recovering empty Isn't bottles from... Is that uncertain time again? It is <laughs> that all certain time. Wow. 
It's when they recovered empty bottles from great restaurants and other establishments where a lot of champagne was used. Isn't that cool? They were doing recycling before recycling became cool. They were were doing it because they didn't want to buy new bottles. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that either. But these all are uh, corked and capped. So now, as opposed to corked and caged. A little excessive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, a blend of a third of the old Lambic. Oh, we're running out of time. We will continue this in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. We are now in Belgium, and we are talking about one of the forefronts of Belgian beer. Yes, we're talking about Lindemans, and in particular, we are talking about the Cuvée René. So, the um, Cuvée René is in Haute Goose, and the thing about this that makes this particular beer special is it's a blend of uh, one third part old lambic that is aged for at least three years, and then two thirds young lambic, which is aged for at least a year, maybe a little bit more. And they let that hang out and coalesce in an oak fooder, and then the magic happens. And let's talk about that magic. I think it would be a little more assertive if they used more of the old lambic. I mean, it's as far as oud goose goes, this one's kind of tame it's really good yeah it is really really more subdued but i think that's because of it's so much of the new new lambic but but that's the whole idea you get that funky developed character that the old lambic brings the young lambic brings some fresh yeast that'll get things started again and do Mm -hmm. some really interesting things in that secondary fermentation and then sometimes they'll do a two-year goose in the middle kind of a balance of both but all of those work together to produce this variety of flavors. You're not going to get with any of these if you drink them straight separately. Right. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Before uh, you know, we flip the mics on here. I liked uh, Tim's. Uh, just this is a good gateway guze. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's inexpensive. You can find it everywhere, and it's not overly tart or overly funky. Yeah, it's a good one to people that are just trying to get into some sours. Maybe, you know, the other Lindemans tend to come out pretty sweet, in my opinion. But this is a good one. You know, a lot of times when you drink sours, especially Belgian beers, things can be even more acidic than normal. Um, People talk about like a three sip rule to let your your taste buds get acclimated to it. And I don't, I don't even think you need it with this. Like, it's just balanced and it's tart, but it's it's really not too sour. Yeah. I thought that was a three-bottle rule. Maybe I've been drinking <laughs> goose wrong. Yeah. I like your rule better. You yeah. really by get that, acclimated by that third bottle. By the time he cracks open his fourth bottle of it, he's like... It's clearly Dave's rule. Yeah. <laughs> what do you um, think, Juliana? Well... It's absolutely beautiful. And what I like about it is that it's very approachable. You know, there's a lot of people that get a little mm, butt puckery about the word sour. They're drinking it wrong. <laughs> well. They- wow. <laughs> so uh, I didn't think we were adding new words to the uh, Sudden Smokes lexicon, but butt puckery is now an official tasting was, term. Was that in your Cicerone class? Smokes. That's right. Yeah. I must have been drinking that at uh, some frat <laughs> right. uh, yeah, therapy parties Butt puckery. Something. Hey, there is always room <laughs> for new verbiage. How many R's are in par- puckery? Yeah. Many. <laughs> many R's. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. But this is so approachable and one really shouldn't be scared of sours. I mean, it all took us a little length of time to work up an appetite to enjoy and appreciate sour beers, both 
American no, and I'm not no? so sure about oh. that. I think okay. my very first taste of sour beer, I was and it was like, really oh. were you okay? But I'm okay. a yeah, I'm a sour beer. Well, and he was okay. he was four years old at the time, and he was well, like, oh. um, you know. I, the one thing I wrote right off the bat was apricots. Uh, you know that yes. really yeah. uh, was, I think, the right fruit and the acidic quality as well as the tart element in an apricot I thought was emblematic of uh, this particular gouze. I also wrote approachable and kind of pleasing and you know I think it kind of steps into again that comment that Tim had. This is a this is a good way to for somebody to start with this style. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about apricots too is you know it is a tart fruit there's no there's no sweetness like a peach mm. you know um and if you can appreciate that flavor then you're really going to enjoy this style beer all right let's rate this and then i have a stump the chump question for all of you okay we have rated the cuvee renee from lindemans a five Uh-oh. So what is, here's my stump jump question here of what is the difference between an oud goose and a goose? One's got oud. <laughs> the other one, oudless. I have stumped Kendall. Well, this the oud goose funny. indicates it's, it is aged. You're talking about that. You've got that older lambic in there. Yeah, I mean, our, but it our, also can close. reflect to the style that it means it is original lambic and has not been back sweetened like they do to a lot of the other ones. No, that is just the definition of the style in and of itself. That's not what. Tell makes us, it Mike. Rude. Tell us, good old boy. Oh. Mike. Else? Go, Tim. Just say something. <laughs> uh, say anything. I will say an oud would have a one, two, and three year blend, and a goose maybe has less stringent. The winner of the Stump the Chump is Tim. That is correct. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it is a uh, one of those areas where it is a flat-out food law definition that is in Belgium that you can only use one, two, and three-year Lambic in an Oud Goose as opposed to a regular Goose. Uh, you can use any age, um, you know, for the blend. And I'm gesturing here towards okay. Kendall next to me because that was what he was referring to. Uh, when saying, you know, it's a blend of many different ages. Mm-hmm. And that would be just a flat-out goose, um, as opposed to a oud goose would be one, two, and three year. So I actually, that question came up on our website. And uh, so I actually had to sit down and look it up. That's the reason why I know this. So. Ooh. Just, just give me a call. I'm, I'm always around. Yeah. Gotcha. Encyclopedic well. knowledge of that very one thing. You know, I was looking at, at my beer book. Yeah, seriously. I was looking at my beer books. Uh, in my closet today. I was like, oh, I can't wait to display these soon. Oh. And I thought about the people asking me, oh, have you read wait, those? Wait, you were in the closet ready to display oh, something? Say, I'm, no, glad no, you, I'm, glad, I'm glad you came out of the That's closet. That's a liar. Uh, it took a long time. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about here? Wait, yeah. don't the, cut the, us off just yet. The beer books that I haven't read, mostly. <laughs> mm. okay, yeah. In the closet. Okay, fireside chats no. with Daddy Mike and Little Tim are no, now I, over. I thought it, <laughs> in the it was an illuminating question, and I I thought I this was a great time. We can go on. Wild, that- Wild Brews, I will say, is an excellent book uh, about sour beers, not just making sour beer, but the history of mostly Belgian beer. And uh, I would pick that one up. Probably right. has this factoid in it somewhere. 
if you read it and just don't have it on your shelf to look smart. Like All right. Me. What is our next okay. beer in the line? Well, oh, and I failed to say that the Cuvée Renee is a 6% ABV. And I think it's a tremendous amount of flavor for just being a 6% That's ABV. That's pretty high for a Cuvée. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, since we talked about the Cuvée Renee, let's now go to the ginger goose. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I love gingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. Okay. The ginger goose pairs the sour's characteristics of a lambic with the refreshing taste and aromas of ginger. It's a complex, balanced beer with a dry and refreshing <gasps> finish. It's be good for when you have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little heat. And this is also a 6% ABV. And it's interesting because they say that the ginger goose is an ideal aperitif. No. <laughs> well, I mean, ginger is supposed to help your stomach settle. It and is. that's about as far as I would call this an aperitif. No. Yeah. Maybe more. But I love mm. how the ginger works with that, the funk and the tart that you're going to get in the oud goose. It really, the, the little spiciness plays really well with the the tart funky flavors kind of cuts through it a little bit so i'm actually listening to all of us taste this you know at the same time while juliana was going through the background on it and it kind of is emblematic of the first word i wrote down you're unprepared for your first sip of this yeah it is very attacking Mm -hmm. very invasive um you know like a ginger yeah yeah i mean it really does (laughs) Um, you know, it's it's not so much the taste profile that you would get if you were to bite into a ginger root, but it is that very, you know, striking, very pop of, you know, um, a flavor that's very acidic right up front, I thought. I'm in love. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I am. I really enjoy ginger to begin with. Like, I will have ginger chews at work to help me get through the day because I think they're like pretty cool. And this is that like, so I never thought of pairing ginger and apricots together, but the blend of the two of them is really nice. And I'm not saying that there's apricots in this beer, but in that style, right. right, But in that style, along with the ginger, it's outstanding. Mm. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I expected a lot of ginger just from what I was getting on the nose. I mean, there's when you smell this beer, it's just ginger in your face. It's just so I, prominent. I didn't like that. I, even though I knew what it was, it just really caught me off guard. Again, just very unprepared all the way around. It knocks you around a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be a little more complex, you know. Um, like a lot of these that we're having with the fruit and stuff, they're all lambics. And I don't know if they just like the alliteration, but they're going with the ginger goose here and... It, it just lacks the complexity because the ginger is all over the flavor, and I wish mm-hmm. it was more balanced. I was disappointed with the finish. It was bitter and dry. It's not this. as much sourness yeah. as I want. Well, okay. All right, well, then. then. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, so the <laughs> ginger oh, goose. Sorry for giving you my <laughs> opinion <laughs> on Debbie I'm with, I'm with Juliana. Here. I love this beer. I really like how it, the, the tweak changes the basically Cuvée Renee into something really different. It does. Yes. And it's and ginger is not the kind of flavor that you're going to see in a lot of sours. 
you know, in, and that's what makes me find this so attractive too, is that little added like spiciness. It's like having a little bit of rye in a cocktail that's like completely unexpected and it throws a curve on things. They also do yeah. a, a beer with basil. And uh, I wish I could have found that that one. Oh, that sounds just a delicious. ginger basil goose. Okay, no, it doesn't have <laughs> ginger in it. So stop. Just a ginger goose, yeah, right? A basil spontan. Yeah, I will say I haven't had a ginger, like a Belgian sour with ginger. It is pretty unique. Uh, I'll take it back. I like. Okay, okay. don't. Just, Tim no. caved. Sorry, no, it's already done. No, you, okay. you beat him now. So can I have more of it now? <laughs> Well, Which color is the bottle? <laughs> it the is one. the big. It's the one without the fancy foil. Well, I think from a uh, marketing perspective, they should have made it with uh, freckles and uh, a white label <laughs> with uh, a blue cap. <laughs> and uh, that would convince me. Or a solid ginger. Yeah, solid see. white bottle like uh, yeah. Alexander. Well, <laughs> not everyone in Belgium has seen Howdy Doody. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only ginger's real True gingers are Tim and I, since we're the only yeah, blue-eyed, sure. freckled. Gingers have no soul. That's table. what I've heard. <laughs> okay, that's 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 uh, people say that. Yeah, there's gingers in Belgium. Oh sure. Okay. There's gingers, we're everywhere. I know. Yes, you're everywhere. We'll get. We'll fix that. <laughs> Welcome to White Castle. Let's yeah. see. Uh, what do we rate the old ginger? The ginger goose from Lindemans. We rated a four. Uh, uh, uh. Ginger. All right, let's oh. move on to the fruits. <laughs> I love gingers. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I think let's let's go rainbow here. Let's start with the Tim. Light no. <laughs> I think we should start with the apple, otherwise known formerly called the palm. So, brewing apple beer goes back to ancestral tradition. The Celts drank it in abundance during their harvest festivals. All we have done is extend the pleasure to the present day by adding the juice of Do not several use varieties. The word pleasure in this beer. Oh, stop. Adding juice of several varieties of apples to their delicious lambic. The <laughs> the tasting experience, which is quite exceptional, combines the sweetness of cider. That's true. It is <laughs> exceptional. It was an experience. Oh, gosh. Okay. And this is That's what she said. three and a half percent ABV. So what do we think of it? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. The, uh, um, the sweetness of cider line in the description tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Like uh, you would need Sherlock Holmes and Columbo to find beer anywhere <laughs> in this thing, man. It's apple. It's yeah, it's all it's, apple, it's baby. It's all apple and all sugar. It, it, there was something off-putting for the on the aroma, you know, for this. Um, even though I knew it was apple, I just um, there was just something that was not right, you know, just smelling it alone, and it just continued into. I mean, it was a juice box. <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was a Apple Kids juice box. Yeah. I mean, like, was, I'm not advocating give ugh. giving beer to children. <laughs> I mean, not openly, like on mic, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you just did. This is a beer that kids would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I knew this was coming. Yes, and it's only three and a half percent. Yeah, so, yeah. So right. That's not going to hurt them. Yeah, I uh, get them ready for nap time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, man. there's so I, much yeah. sugar in this. Though. Well, yeah, that'd probably jack them up. Yeah, that would really totally defeat the whole purpose. Hard. Yeah. <sighs> This was hard for me because the aroma was nice initially, like apple cidery nice. No. But then there was this, okay, <laughs> I, I'm not done yet, but then there was this harshness. And it was like, you know when you've had a goose that is more balsamic vinegar than like apricotiness, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, I was smelling that. And then I tasted it and I had the same problem. I almost had this balsamic vinegarness that was not pleasing along with the apple, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the thing I was... uh, Don't hold back, Mike. I was asking when we were drinking this, I'm like, is this a... Is this a beer or a cider? Because it it really tastes like a just a jacked up flavored beer. Maybe it's a sizer. No, I know. Is no. this really a Red's Apple Ale? Or yeah, it's, it's a bracket. Yeah, it does take yeah, like there you the, go. That's one of the bad, overly closer. sweet ciders that you used to see a lot more this of. This would be something I would just beg them not to make any more of this. It's that bad. However, if you blend it with the ginger goose, then you've ruined a perfectly yeah, good glass say. of ginger goose. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> It's actually quite pleasing. Okay. Ginger's like, what did you do? What did I ever do to you? <laughs> what did I do wrong? Okay. Why don't you like me, Juliana? Made two crappy beers instead of one. Uh, awesome. Oh Great choice. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Synergy. Well, I thought it was better. Okay. The Apple Lambic, otherwise known as the Palm, from Lindemans, we rated hmm, a two. I vote to export this to Canada and New Zealand. Hey, Palm, you can talk to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> don't wow. put any more of this okay. in North America. Yeah. Okay. Moving but on. Canada was North America. Yeah, it is. But it's like <laughs> yeah. North North America. Yeah. Yeah. North yeah. North. Right. The land of great basketball. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up is the Pesh. So the Lindemann's Pesh is a young lambic enriched with peach juice. And this fruit beer is a real peach. It is nice to drink at any time of day (laughs) or on a sunny patio. And personally, they enjoy it with their... Oh, (laughs) they enjoy it with their girlfriends. And what we talk about is of no (laughs) concern to you. Really? Seriously? Who wrote that? How single are they? I... (laughs) So and this every, one's only two and a half percent ABV yeah. on the website because like, it's peach juice. Every beer is introduced right. by a different member of their family. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's really sweet. Like a Bellini or something, maybe. Mm. It's like uh, it's so like Arizona bad. peach iced tea. So bad. Yeah, just just a lot of peach. Peach candy. So much peach and sugar. So peach. yeah, almost like a peach Jolly Rancher. Yep, that's mm, it. That's bingo. It Drop a uh, peach Jolly Rancher into a uh, Zima, yeah, and, and boom, you got this right here. This peach is the pits. It might have more alcohol. It'd be a more enjoyable. Well, we'll be back in just a minute to give this a rating. <laughs> Welcome back. Something better than this peach. Oh, stop. <laughs> 
So for those of you just tuning in, we are doing a brewery takeover of Lindemann's Brewery from Belgium. And what we've been talking about is the Pesh, which is a peach lambic beer. It's peach juice. That's not beer. (laughs) It's got alcohol in it. It's got a little bit, yeah. Yeah, barely. I've got more alcohol in me than this beer does. (laughs) That's true. Definitely. Very true. If you enjoy Peach Jolly Ranchers, then you will certainly like this. Yeah. I don't like this. Uh, Yeah, just... You know what? I would use this in a cocktail, though. Maybe if you were making some kind of peach, uh, I don't know, something. Mojito? Fuzzy navel? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fuzzy navel. I mean, what did the Lambic do to deserve this, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, it knows what it did. It knows. <laughs> well, the Pesh Lambic from Lindemann's, we rated a three. Wow. <laughs> well, that was a shocker. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> we usually don't describe threes that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is a special day. Is that a mercy yes. rating? Good job, Pitch. We must have had it right after the apple. And then they were all red. Joe Pitchy. Now, moving on to one of good old boy Mike's favorite fruits. Oh, yeah. Tim. (laughs) 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 All right. That was the first good fruit joke you ever got. Hey, look, man. Keep swinging for the you, fences. You're, you're the one, home run every now and then. You were the one that said you're in the closet. So, you know. <laughs> I said my books were in the closet. Yeah. On to the frambois. Frambois. Raspberry. So, it is a young lambic that is at least one year old in which at least 30% raspberry filtrate will macerate. And they have been brewing this beer since 1980. Think about what was going on in 1980. <laughs> this beer reminds me of the 80s. Okay. It's just a super vivid I'm color. Of, I'm thinking of Toto songs, you know, Rosanna. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking of right now. And this is only 2.5% ABV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad the song was better. I don't know, know what to say beer. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like near beer. Yeah, exactly. I think the thing with all these Lindemans is just they're back sweetened gooses or lambics. Yeah. And it just, it kind of changes things. Um, the fruit is too pronounced. Yeah. It, I think if they would leave the sugar out, this could be a very interesting it beer. Would, but I it would just makes love, it I would so love to sweet. see that. I you know, agree. to try that. Uh, like Lindemann's unsweetened, or, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Or at least switch it out to use priming sugar and, you know, make these a little lighter on the tongue, you know. The okay. aroma's nice, though. It's a good no, classic. It, I like it. I mean, it's yeah. the raspberry flavor is great. It's yeah. like shoving a bunch this, of fresh raspberries. This reminds face. me of like an artisanal raspberry soda. Yeah, you know, like some kind of sweet kind of, little yeah. that you would buy at Target for four dollar raspberry popsicle, for twelve ounce. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beer slushy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I actually wrote, hmm, icky one. Uh, so <laughs> that was about uh, the extent. But listen, I do have a good story about this beer, and I will be kind. Um, so I actually remember the first time I had this. Uh, I was in uh, Tampa. I was in Ybor City. Uh, there used to be a, a pretty good beer bar that was in Ybor City. And um, they uh, 
that evening they had uh, a bunch of beers that were on sale and um I I can't remember how it came about but I ended up with a glass of this in front of me and I think it's because I simply didn't know what it was and I didn't wasn't really in the mood to drink a whole lot and I wanted something that was light and that's probably how I asked the bartender would you have something you would suggest and he probably said well this is on sale why don't you have a frambois and I was like well that's a cool name I didn't know what it was at the time and uh yeah dum, dum, dum. put it down in front of me and I was like wow there's like lots of head and it's foamy and it's kind of creamy and oh my god I don't like raspberry so yeah <laughs> What I think when Mike saw it, the best he, of all worlds, he thought it said from Boise. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I love Idaho. I'm going to, you know, I bet this beer would be good. But then, every time I think about what is a reference standard for Frambois, this is definitely the beer that I think about. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. This is a such, this is probably everybody's first Frambois. Yeah. Sure. It was my first. I can remember that day <laughs> so vividly. I'm betting that that's very true. Wow. That this probably is a first encounter frambois. Well, because it's a lot so it's it's everywhere. Again, like we were talking about yeah, earlier, you but, it's so easy to get, and and these are really well priced. Yeah, they're very yeah. approachable. And this is definitely a beer you can give to somebody who says they're not a beer drinker. I remember once my sister was with me at a beer bar and. I was drinking some great stuff and she's like, Oh, what should I get? I don't like beer. And I'm like, I saw this on the menu and I ordered for it and she loved it. Yeah. Because it doesn't taste like beer, whatever that means. It doesn't. Well, maybe it's like the hops. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And this is just it's fruity and dare I say it can be like kind of girly and you know, bordering on those So Tim, what do you Alabama slammery kind of cocktails, you know, that used to be a thing. So sure, I could see why people would gravitate towards this and i'm sure in our beer trajectory we all enjoyed well maybe not mike but most of us enjoyed this beer at one time sure um which is to say that you know we're saying it's not too much like beer which is honestly the reason is i don't like it now um i'm, I'm past the sweet level the- but like so but like think about <laughs> certain breweries that we know in this town right now that are making lactose sours that are not far off from this kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know that I have many very often that finish this sweet. My my main thing is the sweetness. Like I Yeah. It's just gonna make me feel like crap later. You know? Like you're you come down off your sugar high. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, I've had sugar some raspberry milkshake beers that are, you know, head down this path. Yeah. So well that's what I'm saying. It's not, so it's not like you know, the beer industry, you know, craft beer is like moving away from this kind of thing. It's almost more like it's moving towards this kind of thing. Yeah. I I mean, that's a good point because I think a lot of that does go to catering to people that aren't traditionally huge beer fans, you know, yeah. like going to breweries is such a popular thing. Um, you drag people there who don't even like beer and like, oh, they'll have a cider on tap. They'll have something else. And so... You know, I think that goes with New England's, but also with stouts and stuff that are crazy. Like, a lot of people love sweet stuff, and it's just, it's approachable. Like, and you, you walk into a typical tap room with a bottle of this and a bottle of Flanders Red. And, like, real Flanders Red that's like a jaw clincher. And you, you tell me which one's going to empty out first. Yeah, yeah, like a Duchess sure. or something. Yeah, no contest yeah. there. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing, too, is a, a lot of us at the table... Tim excluded 
are slightly older with a more mature palate. You know, and back in the day, you're the sweet just, just older. Timmy, you're very. But back mature. in the day, the sweet things were what drew us in. You know what I mean? That's what, why I first, or at least went some after you. You you framboise you, <laughs> and he was rudely awakened. But do you know what I mean? Like Two I even long necks is probably what drew me. <laughs> I even know myself that in the beginning I was drawn towards sweeter things. Now I don't like them. I like spicy. I like balsamic vinegar. I like Isla whiskey. I like you know band aids and iodine and. <laughs> All the delicious things. <laughs> All the delicious yeah. things. I would say some of the other you know beers what I, mean? I remember drinking uh, through that period of time. I, mean, I was pounding down Moosehead beer uh, and Guinness. Yeah. Um, but again, roasty just, and not sweet. I was in dire need well, of finding something that had flavor that did not taste like a macro beer, you know, and yeah. and that skunky quality about it. And I think I was just desperate to try and find something else on the menu that was just beyond whatever was there, you know. Yeah, and back back when there used to not be as many beers available to us, these were always there. Yeah, sure. the many colors of the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Taste well, the rainbow. The Frambois, otherwise known as Raspberry, from Lindemans, we have rated a three. Everybody but Mike. Mike gave it a four. Mm. <laughs> All right. Now, let's move on to the Cassis. Is it a sparkling wine? No, or a beer? Negative. That is the question. Neither. No, neither. Amateurs of exceptional products ask. Really? Yes. When Thank they discover their black current lambic for the first time, Lindemann's Cassis is a fruity beer that's made from a lambic base, which, thanks to its shades of dark purple and its aromas, is spontaneously reminiscent of a wine. The taste of Lindemann's Cassis on the palate is inimitable. Intense and sparkling with a sour, sweet finish. And this one is 3.5% ABV as well. You know what I was just thinking, Juliana? This would be good with a, as a Guinness in black. Instead of using, oh, yeah. instead of using Rabina. Yes, this would. Yeah. It has like, yeah, it's definitely a syrupy. Mm-hmm. Grape-like quality yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. This yeah, it's a little heavier on the mouth than the the front wall we used to have, just had, which was like a soda light. This one's like you said, almost syrupy. Like, yeah, not quite cough syrupy, but it's it's getting yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and it's not as as sweet as the framboise. No, no, no I think it's quite. the least sweet of the three red beers. We've I think got. it makes it nice. You yeah, know? Well, this is a little more dialed down. So, and that's very indicative of currants, uh, and you know, in general, and and for those of you that are crossover in between wine and and beer, you know, this is a good crossover, you know, uh, product because you'll have something that has a lot of that base flavor that you're going to get in a lot of, uh, you know, uh, current based, uh, wines as well. But the, um, after that it's, yeah, it's all downhill from there. I, I think you're, <laughs> you're going to go, wow, this tastes, you know, an awful lot, like, you know, just a dark, you know, Courant. And wow. I, I just, I think that I've had a lot of other Cassis beers that I really enjoyed a lot more than this. And this is just very one dimensional. It's there and it's gone. And, and, uh, this is frankly just a, you know, training wheel set, you know, Cassis. And I just, and I wish I could say that I even would say this is a, you know, 
a good first encounter Cassis, but there are just way too many other good Cassis beers available now. Maybe. Tim, go. Wow. Maybe. Just drop the mic, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of other Cassis beers. I can only think of one or two. But Isn't um, there that nice place in Texas? Don't they make a nice... I don't know. Just Cantillon has yeah. a nice one. Yeah. I know, and, and a great creek, too. I know yeah. the locals, Mantra and um, um, Brandon, Embrace the Funk, have done some a couple different Cassis ones, uh, too. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I've branded right. the Mantra Cassis, so that's one. Monday Night know. Brewing did a nice uh, current black current beer, current events. It oh. was pretty tasty. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was really yummy. Yeah, well. Not this style, but it mm-hmm. was. This one is, application. it is a little less sweet. Um, and I don't want to just beat it over the head, but I just, the problem with me is I think that's what um, covers up the complexity. You know, just makes it a, a one-note pony. But it is nice the like the, the syrupy flavor we were saying. It it would be great mixed in with something else, or um, or at least make a reduction lambic, out of it. You know, reduce the amount of fruit by half and let the lambic shine through. You know, yeah, yeah. The lambic is completely covered up. Oh, it is obliterated. What are you trying to hide, Lindemans? Yeah, because these are such strong flavors. You know, what they're strong yeah. fruits. Yeah, you're like right. The ginger. Well, they did a lot of that too. They just love using fruit. They go big. They do. They Man, do. they go big. There's some right. beers you're like, I, I don't know if I see the peach in this one, but these oh, are you like, can see it. Get <laughs> a mouthful of peach. Yeah. Well, the Cassis, otherwise known as the Black Current Lambic from Lindemans, we rated a three. Sensing a theme here. Well, you know what, though? These are all, I think, and we've been kind of saying that these are all good, sort of gateway introductory beers. But I don't think, I think you need to not set your palate like this is what the normal or average lambic is going to taste like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I can see having a very different conversation about, you know, this lineup 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just with a lot of broad, you know, adoption of some of these other styles by their brewers, all of a sudden, you know, these are no longer a novel experience that you're only going to get because they're the only ones that, you know, you're going to find at Cassis, you know, even at the bar. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't think that's, you know, very true anymore. I think you'll find a wide variety of, you know, Cassis or Creeks or... Uh, definitely nobody's going to make that peach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody made it. Yeah, exactly. Last but not least, let's discuss the Creek, otherwise known as the Cherry Mm -hmm. Lambic beer. So like other Lindemann's beers, the filtered Creek is made from a Lambic base. The difference, however, lies in the maceration of 25% filtrate of fresh sour cherries before the bill is fil- before the beer is filtered and pasteurized. This again is a three and a half percent ABV. This has been brewed since 1979. And little fun fact, in 1985, Michael Jackson proclaimed Lindemans Creek as one of the best five beers of the world. Yeah, great reference standard creek. Uh, that was what I wrote down. Um, this was one of the first creeks that I had. Uh, it it was great today. Yeah, it's not as sweet as the rest. And I, I will say they make another creek, the Cuvée René Creek, that is not sweet at all. Beautiful. Try that if you can find it. Smells, tastes like cherries. 
really nice beer. Oh yeah, it's like the that juice that the cherries come in just gets that, that same aroma. Yeah, exactly. And you're getting a bit of the lambic base. Like this is the one it's beer I think to, yeah. out of all of these that we've had where the lambic does shine um, through on it, and it's great. Well, we rated the um, Creek. the Creek a four. Well, that's going to do it for another great episode. Yay! Yes. Um, you can fo- always find us where you found this episode, as well as on radio, satellite, online at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find the show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google play podcast sip suds and smokes we love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sip suds and smokes.com our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter and instagram every day our handle on twitter is at sip suds smokes and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news and please 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 take the time to rate this episode if you are listening online five stars Cinco stars. Good away, Kendall. Please tell us about your blog. My lovely wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Good boy, Dave. You know the drill. (laughs) Hey, this is good boy, Dave, saying bye. (laughs) Good boy, Kendall. It was wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Good boy, Mike. Hey, come back. Join us once again for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm going to ask you to keep on sipping. Good boy, Tim. Thanks for having me over for all the lovely lambic and goose. This is good old gal, Juliana. Thanks so much for joining us. Catch you next time and keep on chuggling. Tanhan production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 